Live and welcome in to an Aloha Friday version of Washed. Mahalo, DJ. What's shaking? We get it. You went to Maui for your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> You're married. You're on a honeymoon. Get over it. <laughs> Move on, dude. <laughs> Forget it. So Clayton Kershaw. <laughs> yeah, that guy needs a vacation. Yeah, He's going to have a long fall. The long, long trip around the sun. Yeah, I mean... First and foremost, I honestly just wanted to get your opinion on that. You know, with you being a pitching guy, you're a pitching coach, you've been in those kind of situations before that are pressure-filled, uh, maybe not uh, on that stage. Uh, <laughs> maybe in your head it was, but <laughs> but just what what was your reaction to that, man? Jesus. Well, a couple of things. I think, you know, from, from Kershaw's perspective, I mean, anytime you got a chance, you want the ball. You're going to want to help your team win. Um, you're going to want to get out there and do what you can. Um, and from a manager standpoint, you know, on paper, you know, you want to go with your best guy, but I really think that that Roberts overthinked it, you know, and he he went with he went with Kershaw, which you know the history would repeat itself. The analytics would show you that in the playoffs when he comes out of the bullpen, it's not it does not end very well for their club. And Jansen, I think, would have been the better option in that situation. I don't mind him coming in left on left to face Eaton and get that strikeout. I thought that was huge for them, but I think the decision to bring him back out for the eighth inning was definitely not a good one. Obviously, it didn't pan out well for for their team and kind of threw off the rest of the game, giving up back-to-back home runs, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a minute. But, uh, you know, he's just kind of been plagued by, by unclutch moments in the playoffs. And it's just really sad for a guy that's so talented and so, and so a generational talent to people probably 10, 15 years from now will only talk about his playoff blunders. And I think it's kind of crazy to think that a guy that you know gets for you know compared to Sandy Colfax at times is a guy that can't win a a, a series for his team. Yeah, I mean it's it it was hard to watch. I mean, look from from a baseball perspective, it was one of those like oh my god moments again again you know to just like this is happening again kind of thing and and I think whether it's a, a Stugat or, a, or any kind of radio personality is looking around and they're and they're. Before the game, almost. I guarantee this is going to happen. Kershaw's going to come in. He's going to blow it again kind of thing, you know. And it was one of those things that just didn't seem like this isn't going to actually happen. Come on. like, And and you go to Roberts, and analytics or not, I mean, yeah, the numbers show, like, dude, like, this isn't his time. <laughs> like, right. He's, he's had a, he's had a no, history he's now. Had and, you know, whether, whether it be as a starter with, with him being the third time in the order or out of the bullpen, he's... He's had some blunders in uh, in, in these high pressure situations, especially elimination games. But uh, I think I, I think the, the the tough part for Roberts is that I think that he was really trying to give Clayton Kershaw a moment, and he's done that multiple times now. I think he loves he loves Kershaw. He um, he wants him to to have that moment of hey, I got over the hump. I told you so. I'm one of the all time greats. See, you guys all you guys all said these things about me, and, and this is who I really am. But man, I, I, it's just, I mean, how many chances can you get eventually, you know? And so I, I, I just, uh, I, again, going, going against Eaton, great. He, he, he goes left on left. He gets Eaton out, out of the bullpen. Hey, deep breath. I, I can do this, right? 
But then, would you have put him out for a Rendon? Because a lot of people say, no, I wouldn't. But then a lot of other people say, well, it's four pitches and it's Clayton Kershaw. He only threw four pitches. Why wouldn't you ride him? Maybe he's looking good kind of thing. Hindsight's always twenty twenty. When That's, thing yeah. when, th- when things don't go well, I will say this in Robert's favor. I, obviously, you know, I, I personally would not have gone with it. But, I mean, looking at it, clearly the other decision might have played out better for their team. I would have just gone with the left on left, and then if you got your big time, big money closer, he's finally healthy during the playoffs. I put him out there in that situation. Um, but you know, even in the eighth early, yeah, even in the eighth early. I mean, it's it's a game where you everyone knows in LA, all across Major League Baseball, the Dodgers have a funk around that clubhouse right now, wow. and if you have a chance. In the elimination game to just get rid of him at home, I you go to your best closer. Why not, why not just go with Maeda, who came with and, and he pitched great. Out this side. Yeah, he pitched great. Struck out this side after yeah, Kershaw. He really and, did. And he's he's a righty. Rendon's leading off the inning. Yeah, I mean, and Robert said, "Well, that was always a plan. He was going to go into Rendon and Soto because he he's their two best." Well, I'm sorry, but but at this point in his career, and also especially in the playoffs, Clayton Kershaw's not your best. No, he's not. He's not. Walker Buehler is your best. Walker Buehler is your he best. Pitched, he was phenomenal. Ryu has been better. Was better than him this year. Walker Buehler is 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 someone that that I'd go ahead of him. Mayet Mayet has been great. Like you have other guys. Man. Okay, I'm name sorry. game. Would you put it in in that situation if he's healthy? Do you go Rich Hill or Clayton Kershaw? I still go Clayton Kershaw. Probably. You do, okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm if like, you're gonna go lefty, I'm just yeah. curious because I mean, he has such a good breaking ball. And he's kind of funky at the end of a game. If you can go with Dick Mountain, you do. But I mean, I, I'm, right. I'm probably gonna go Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, first. I probably do too. <laughs> <laughs> I probably do too. <laughs> but I, I think that that was the hardest part is is that um, Roberts, who is a very analytical guy and who has, I think one of the biggest things that he's gotten shit for in. LA is, is that he doesn't trust his guys enough and, and he ha- and a lot of times he ha- he he goes matchups a lot and he has a lot of different lineups and you see a lot of guys that are taken out of the order quickly and this and that and but but that time he trusted his guy too much you know um and it bit him in the ass it's a it's a 106 win team that went on in the first round since he's been in the manager for 4 years they've averaged 98 wins they've gone to two world series but they just can't get over the hump and I'm not gonna blame everything on him. No, you can't. Cause, cause you really can't do that. Players, play, <clears throat> players play the game. Um, I think even if he, even even if he starts that that, that inning against Rendon, and, and you do think, hey, he's Clayton Kershaw, and he's facing the the, the two best hitters. Uh, the Rendon pitch wasn't terrible, but number one, he, number one, he's a great hitter. But but after he he gives up the bomb, okay, I don't even care that that that, that sort of the lefty. Soto's a freaking superstar. He's a superstar. I don't care that he that he's a lefty. And you want to go left on left. If 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 Maeda's ready in the bullpen, just go now, go now. You know what I mean? Is the the odds are he's not going to give up a home run for a pitch, back to back pitches. It was yeah. unreal, and the, uh, so yeah, I mean, just another you got to be kidding me moment in in sports, and I, and I think that's what makes playoff baseball better than than anything. To be honest with you, with the with the, with the playoffs, I think October baseball is absolutely insane. It's hard for baseball, I think, to go 162 games, such a long season. People get a lull. People, people, people go to go to sleep with a little bit. They do that, and there's no. No matter if you're a big baseball fan like we are or not, there's there's times when people go, oh yeah, the the Rays play today. Oh yeah, the Giants play today. The the Pirates play today. Like you you forget, but then when it's October, it's full throttle, and you got you got guys like Scherzer coming out of the bullpen, big name guys like Kershaw coming out of the bullpen, and you can't beat that. So. I think, I think moments of that is what, make, what makes it great, though. Yeah, there's nothing better than playoff baseball. Um, and <clears throat> just to touch on that, again, the Nationals, 
are just riding the ultimate, you know, uh, underdog wild card kind of card right now. Like Strasburg gives up three in the first two. You think it's all all hell's going to break loose. And then he kind of calms the waters and ends up giving them a quality start um, and, and battled. Mm-hmm. And I thought and then that, that was, wild card game, kind of same thing where didn't Scherzer give up two Scherzer gave like up that? two or three early on to the Brewers. Yeah. And then they just kind of kept chipping away. They get a quick run. Uh, and then they just kind of keep fighting pitches off, just keep grinding. And eventually they got to Kershaw and they got two pitches up. And the cool thing about about that is, you know, Soto was talking about it on the post game. I mean, he just was tip, you know, he was just watching the sequences of the game and he knew he was going to get a first pitch breaking ball and he got it up and he absolutely hammered it. Oh I mean, it was a hanging breaking ball left on left at any level. If a guy's got to get breaking ball, you're probably going to see it in the first two pitches and he would just dead red on it and he, he didn't miss. Um, but no, the Nationals just battled. Um, but yeah, man, nothing nothing better than October baseball. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and just just real quick, I, I actually had two 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 things Dodgers wise uh, before we move we move on. The one, the first thing is with Kershaw. I'm not gonna revel in someone's misery. Look, no. the um, I. I get it. I, I get that he's an easy target right now. I get where where we are with a, a lot of Giants fans. Where oh my God, you're kidding me! And if you're if you're a fan of the rivalry, if you're a Giants fan, then yeah, be happy that that they lost. That's that's part of sports. That's part of rivalries. Hell yeah, I totally get that. But I mean, they were panning on on him like they were gonna do the Kirby enthusiasm theme theme song on him. It's like. <laughs> Guys, like, and, and you know what? And I get it. It's another you got to be kidding me moment, like we just talked about. But you know, um, a big picture, uh, like kind of picture uh, of the picture, uh, surfaced on Twitter of him just you know head down in the dugout, and, and I mean it went viral. I posted it personally, saying like, I, God, I, I hate this picture. It's a great actual picture from the um, from the broadcast, but I it, it's just it's hard to see an athlete in that moment. Um, no, no matter what kind of level you played sports wise, whether it's freaking little league, college, pros, whatever, CYO basketball, you know if you when you fail your teammates, it's a terrible, terrible feeling. And when you're the guy that's counted on, when you're the guy that's looked upon to do that time and time again, and you're failing over and over again, it's it's about as low as you can go, you know. And, and it, it might be a game. And look, he, he, he's going to go home to his family, he's gonna, he, and he's going to be happy, and he's going to be able to move on as a real person. But that is, is again, about as low as you can go, and I'm just not going to revel in someone's misery like that, man. So that, 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 that was just, just my personal thoughts on that. I understood why the broadcast was going, on, going in on him. It's, it's part of the game. It's part of TV. But as an outside perspective, I do feel for Clayton Kershaw, 100%. So that that was just mine, but the other one, my last one, actually had a question for you. It's another thing that I, that, that I post on Twitter. The Dodgers have been absolutely insane this decade as far as talent wise. They have now won seven straight in a West. Um, yada yada yada. If Bruce Bochy is the manager in the last decade, how many World Series do they win? Do they win any? Do yeah. they win one? Do they yeah. win multiple? I, I, the Giants won three. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just take the. I'm gonna start at three because you would assume with with the roster talent and the ability for him to connect with his players, you would think they would at least win three. I'm not gonna go here and say five. You know, that's, that's a <laughs> Ten! yeah, that's a crazy, crazy thing. I think they would have won two to three championships if Bochi was their manager. I, I don't think that baseball is such a crazy game. That you can't and Dave put, Roberts is a good manager. Dave Roberts is a great really? manager, regular season. Um, he's, <laughs> no, I'm, 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 being a, I'm just a little jab there. but Whatever. No, he's a fantastic manager, and he knows how to handle people in a big market, in a big spotlight, and he handles it well and with class. Man, he averaging. But, but like, yeah, manager. no, they're fantastic. But I, I don't 
I, it's tough to say, but I would say at least I'd give them the, the bar of two to three. Of, of how, that's how many the Giants won. I'd say at least two or It's three. crazy to think about, honestly. I mean, because no matter what people say, I would say on all three of the Giants World Series, going into the postseason, they weren't the best team the, the best team on paper. Not even close. They were probably the worst team in each of the three years. I, I, I don't think that they were the favorites going, no. going into the World Series. Uh, that's on for, paper, sure. for sure. And, yeah. and sure, it, it helps having someone like a Bumgarner, but, but like we've, we, we've talked about... That's when um, you, you have a five-game series, you have two seven-game series. You manage the playoffs differently than the regular season. You, simple fact is that you just do. And, and players play differently, too. You know, it's, it's not a different game. It's not a different set of rules by any means. But, but just there's something inside of you that is different. And that's when the feel of your players, that's when it comes out. You know, and, and you know that as far as someone that's been to, to state championships and different things at the JC level – I mean, I know that I'm sure that you manage your bullpen different in those kind of situations. You definitely do. You manage it different. Um, you try not to hear the outside noise of whatever it is of you know this team's really good or you got to save this guy for this game. You go out with your game plan, but the players and the coaches have a different energy level and a different preparedness when it becomes winner go home mentality. You have to, mm-hmm. um, you know. But you also know what guys. You start to know what guys, especially when you've been somewhere for a long time. Like I've. I've been at uh, Santa Rosa Junior College going on seven years. So you get to know people and you get to know that culture. And you get to know, like in Roberts and Bochy's, you know, a little different. Early on in Roberts' tenure with the Dodgers, he went too analytical right off the bat. And he didn't trust any of his guys, probably in Kershaw's prime. Mm -hmm. And he got bit by it. And then now he's trying to tap into that side, yeah. and he's getting bit the other way. He wants Kershaw, he to, wants prove Kershaw so to prove it so bad, but he might have missed his window. Yeah, exactly. And you have to know – you just have to know your players and their intuition. And their you have gut. to, which is what made Bochy so great. I know he's he just retired, so you know we're making it sound like he's been done for forever. But in those three uh, championships – if you want a beer, grab a beer. <laughs> if you In those three championships – he tapped into the trust and the confidence that he built in the team and the individual players that he rode, like Bumgarner, like guys like Cody Ross. Uh, Travis Ishikawa. Travis Ishikawa, and playing left field, yes. being ridden off Vogelsong. Unsung uh, Michael Morris off the bench, yeah. these, these different guys. Pat Burrell. Knowing when, knowing when he could bring Timmy uh, out of the bullpen and when he it was seemed electric. like he was downtrodden, and, and he was great. The bullpen with, with Javi Lopez and these different guys with Affelt, when, when he could ride those guys for longer than usual. You have to really have a really, really good relationship and a big culture set. I know I'm saying culture a lot, but you have to have some intact energy in that clubhouse because if you go up to a two-time Cy Young winner, a borderline Hall of Famer, Tim Lincecum, and you tell him, hey, man, we're not going to put you in the rotation – but we're gonna bring you out of the pen. Are you cool I with trust that? you, I and trust I trust you. you. And yes. he and he didn't even flinch. He's like, "Yeah, let's win this yeah. thing." Any other, probably 30, 40, maybe fifty percent of the yeah. the the ace type elite pitchers in the league might have given his manager the the high ho. The middle or even finger. like someone like Pablo. Like Pablo is like his son, and he had to sit him um, in, in one of the World Series after him being an absolute hero in, in, in another one. You know, and, yeah. and that's the thing. It's like. That that's what really what was the the most eye opening to me when, uh, being at Bochi's final game was just the love like you brought you brought up the word you said you you said you said it multiple times now with culture and all these different things whether it was a Lincecum or a Noah Lowry a Kevin Correa a Marco Scudero it didn't matter who who the guy was they literally they loved Bochi and I and I think players really do really 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 like Dave Roberts. 
but uh, but being around someone that can be there for you at the highest moments and, and say, I trust you, or also be able to look you in the eyes and say, I'm going a different direction, you be ready, and those guys will be ready, and they're going to understand no matter how much it hurts. I think that's, that's the thing with Bochy that, that is going to be the most lost, no matter anything. People can say he's not analytical, this and that. You you can't beat a player coach relationship like that, and that's what he had. Yeah, he has that. It was refreshing. You know, I know we're we're young, but it's refreshing to see in a in a young person's game mm-hmm. that there's still a place for people like a Bochi, a Belichick, you know, a Popovich, old school, but still kind of it's all about it's, it's all about balance. balance. It's all about balance. So, now. but yeah, no. So just to wrap up Roberts thing, I mean, I I personally think he'll be back. There's been a lot of speculation that he'll be gone. He's done too much there already with the young, he, young he, talent. He just signed an extension last December. Yeah. I mean, I, years, I, I, understood, right? I understood it while right, right after they lost the game. He's gone. He's, been, he's, going, he's going to the Giants, this and that. The LA Times said that, that he will be back again. It's a long off season. Plenty of things can happen. And especially something like that. It's an emotional time right now with the Dodgers and with him. So I would expect him to be back. Um... No one's hurting more than, than him and Clayton Kershaw for, uh, for another great year, and they're going to try to run it back. I mean, they're set up in a perfect position. Everyone in their lineup is in their mid to young uh, 20s. And they have more guys coming up with guys like Gavin Lux, who's 21, and a great farm system, and this and that. So the talent's there. They're, they're going to be fine. But it's just it's, an, it's another one of those things where another what if, and, and I just can't believe it happened. I, I, I just couldn't believe that it actually happened. I I I thought maybe 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 the Nats will beat them, and I actually thought the Nats the Nats actually had a really good chance of beating them, but for it to happen like that, whew, and, and I just definitely definitely uh, one of those can't believe that just where were you in kind of moments being being on your couch and jumping up real quick you know that it was, was a definitely a Hollywood thriller ending too yeah well, but we've seen that John movie before what yeah we. we... <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, Nationals Cardinals coming yeah. up here tonight, huh? Yeah. But no, now, uh, now moving on from the whole Dodger fiasco, we are in the LCS uh, series for the American League, for the National League. We know what we have going on in just one second here, um, literally in about 10 minutes. While recording this, we have the Nationals versus the Cardinals starting up the NLCS, and then we have the Rays, not the Rays, the Rays are done now. It's uh, Yankees-Astros, who I think people really want to see. I, I think in baseball's eyes, everyone want to see uh Yankees, Dodgers, to bring the two probably biggest names in baseball, the two biggest money makers. If not, then they probably wanted Astros, Dodgers with the two most wins. But I think they were set up for a really fun and really competitive championship series both ways. And starting off with this Nationals Cardinals, what are your first feelings on the series? So my first feelings on the series are are that these teams are really evenly matched. This is this is a two really really tough teams. Um, I think they both have a, a nice mix and blend of younger players and older players. Howie Kendrick, Adam Eaton, guys that are more of a veteran presence. Uh, Max Scherzer. And then they also have the younger guys as well. You know, the Trey Turners um, and obviously Juan Soto being a 20-year-old phenom. I, I, and on the other side, you know, the, the, Bra- or the, uh, the Cardinals, excuse me, um, really, really good youthful players. And they also have, you know, Yachty, Goldie. Some of these guys have been around for a long time. What I think it's going to come down to is the Nationals bullpen. If the Nationals bullpen can hold it down, you know, get quality innings out of the pen, 
I really think they're going to have the advantage because I think that obviously the starting pitching would sway in in favor of the Nationals with those big three, uh, Corbin, Strasburg, and Scherzer. Um, Anibal Sanchez is getting the ball tonight uh, in game one, a guy that definitely not overpowering. He'll he'll sink it, he'll cut it, uh, four-pitch mix, d- definitely an older presence as well, but he knows how to pitch. If they can steal one in St. Louis in game one, it's going to be tough, but Ozuna and Goldschmidt are both batting over 400 in the playoffs right now, and they're both in the same lineup, batting right behind each other. So that's going to be a tough thing. If they can quiet them down, I think the Nationals have a chance if they can steal one in St. Louis. I think going from a five-game series to a seven-game series is really interesting with someone that has a big three like you talked about with a Scherzer, uh, a Strasburg, a Corbin. It's a different ballgame having someone like an Annabelle Sanchez start off the series for you. Um, and and your user, you, you will use your bullpen differently. You're not going to use a Scherzer out of the bullpen. You're not going to use a Corbin. You're going to have to rely on those guys, and they're down Daniel Hudson to, to start the series, who's on paternity leave. Um, so he's going to be gone for one to three days. They haven't said yet, but uh, he's going to be there for the birth of his child. Congratulations to him, and, um, you know, fan of the show. Yeah, <laughs> big, big fan of the show. Oh, yeah, big, big Shout Daniel. out Daniel Hudson. Big Daniel energy. Uh, anyways, uh, all right, Huddy. Uh, <laughs> So the, the bullpen is going to be interesting. We're, we're, it's going to be something you have to look for. How many times can they go to Sean Doolittle? How many times can they go to other guys that they can't rely that they haven't been able to rely on as Hunter much as Strickland? Uh, yeah, as much as a Daniel Hudson because right. you had a kind of a one-two punch with the Hudson with, with a Doolittle, and if Hudson just misses one game, maybe he misses two. That that could be a key right there. It really could be a huge key. Um, I think, you know, obviously you're going to need quality starts. You're going to have to shorten the game down, uh, which you, you would expect out of their starting rotation. But like you said, you're not going to be able to bring Corbin in in games one and four. You're not going to be able to bring Scherzer in. They're going to be on more of a, uh, you know, obviously in elimination, anything's possible. But like you said, five and seven game series, you manage a lot differently. And you're going to have to trust these guys. And with them tonight, if the game gets out of hand, they're going to let some bullpen guys wear it. And they know it's going to be a, a war, not, not a one game playoff. And um, you, you would just hope that, you know, a guy like a Hunter Strickland, a Fernando Rodney, a veteran presence, you know, a Doolittle will step up and kind of close that gap while Hudson is gone. And on the other side, you know, Carlos Martinez being a former starting pitcher in the closing role, the Cardinals have a very strong bullpen. They have, a, they have a very, very strong bullpen. And their starting pitch is a little shakier outside of Flaherty, in my opinion. So I think it's good. They kind of have a flip script. On that, I think you know it's just going to be a game one. Most teams that win game one have obvi- the obvious advantage, but Nationals yeah. playing on the road, they have to win. Game one, game one, gotta win it, gotta win it. <laughs> Analysis, John Analytics, John Analytics. <laughs> Come on, yeah. If but... you win the first game, you're odds go up. You're odds definitely go No, actually, you brought up Jack Flair. Yeah, I have a question for you with him. What's up? Okay, so they they beat the Braves obviously to um, five games. They go up ten to nothing in the first inning. Unreal. They go. They they win the game about thirty five to nothing. No, what it was it thirteen to one or something crazy like that. I, I forget what it even was because I turned off of the first inning. But if it's ten to nothing after the first inning, you have Flaherty on the mound. You have your ace in the elimination game. Do you after that first inning going ten nothing take him out of the game? No. I definitely keep him on his schedule. Okay. I, I definitely keep him on a schedule of seventy five to one hundred pitches. Why not? Why not? Why not say him for for game one of the NLCS? Because you don't are the Braves going to come anything, back ten nothing? Like we talked about in playoff baseball, I know it's ten nothing. I know it's baseball. If for some reason they take him out and you prematurely lose that game, 
you're gonna never you're never gonna live that the down. The analytics say you probably I, want your ace for game I, one. I know. I know <laughs> I know what they say. You're playing at home, you're gonna think somebody's gonna step up for you. Like I said, Goldschmidt and Ozuna definitely riding the wave right now offensively. As a coach, you don't wanna just take a guy out after ten pitches, fifteen pitch he's a starting pitcher. Do you think that question was was even asked? No. No that guy Schilt is very old school. Well, yeah, um, no, he, he he said that that he wanted to keep him on his routine and everything. Yeah, I, I just think nowadays with how much you look at uh, matchups and analytics and things like that, I I wonder if someone in the front office, maybe not even a coach, maybe one of these scouts, one of these you know research guys. I'm sure yada, it was yada, yada, I'm sure it was. Thinking, take him out. We can have yeah. for game one. Yeah, but being it's, we, we would never we would never have thought about that. Ten years ago, seven, less. five years ago, and and, and I guarantee, in, in some circles. Um, that 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 was thought about it. Can can we have Jack Flaherty in game one at home, our ace, and game right. one in the NLCS and pitch him game one, pitch him game four, all these different things. Right. But on the flip side, he's twenty three years old. He's riding the wave right now. He is totally coming into his own. You just, I just, I'm starting starting pitchers, pitchers in general. They're creatures of habit. They're weird people. Let me tell you from experience. Especially lefties. Yeah, especially lefties. But talking <laughs> about Flaherty, yeah, exactly. He's a righty. Um, <laughs> But you want to stay on your routine. Even if you're up 10 nothing. you know the game's kind of in your favor. It's kind of out of hand. It's wrapped up. If you come out after 12 pitches, then you're done. You don't even break a sweat. And then in two days, you got to start again. Or if he I, throws 10 pitches and goes in the bullpen, yeah, throws a bullpen. He, he would never do that. They don't, they don't, I, I, that makes no sense. They don't, don't do that. No, no, no. no. I mean, because in a college <laughs> game, you probably would. But in the pros, yeah. they don't do that. I don't know. As a coach, I would probably let him go to 75, five at the most, 75, yeah, yeah, yeah. get your good, like, you know, get a good sweat in. But I don't, I wouldn't, you just never know. You really don't. I, I know that sounds like the most safe answer ever, but I would No, I, I, I get it. I and, 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 like, and like you said, pitchers, hitters, I, I think athletes in general are, are creatures of habit. I mean, Steph Curry just said they're, they're going from Oracle Arena to, to Chase Center. Oakland to San Francisco and it's a different route for him and he was about uh, in the second preseason game the other night he ended up going for 40 points in 25 minutes but he said he was about 20 to 25 minutes late because he's still getting used to getting there and going through San Francisco traffic at that time and when he got there he felt super out of sync right he said his his rhythm was off this and that he felt rushed because he he always liked to start this far ahead of time for his he has you know this his pregame routine has turned into a, a whole thing that people want to come early to watch. Yeah. And so he, again, is a creature of habit. He's, he is one of the uh, absolute superstars, one of the greatest players ever, who he's had this routine. He's been with his trainer. Um, his offseason's crazy. He's done things with, with goggles and tennis balls and everything. So, again, creature of habit. So I, I just thought that the way that baseball is being looked at at that kind of level now and all this whole driveline thing and this and that – I just think it was an interesting question of I wonder if someone was thinking that. I doubt that the manager was. I doubt that the pitching coach was. But I would, I, I'm would. i going to guess that someone in the front office is like, oh, we, we can have Jack for, for, for game one. Take him out. Take him out now. We're up 10 nothing. But as someone that's been in the game for a long time, the manager, who you said, again, is a kind of more of an old school guy. He's been there. He, he, he rose up the ranks as, as a manager forever in the minors, this and that. So he's, he's been around. I, so I think that was kind of a, of a feel thing more than anything else. Yeah, but not to say that bullpen that that bullpen phone definitely rang around the fourth inning, third inning. What are you doing? Do we want to keep him in? What's yeah, the game plan here? I totally understand, and I understand both sides if they did take him out. But just with a young guy with that much success, and he's just absolutely in a in a in a groove right now. He's in a flow state almost. 
he's just dominating. You got to just let him do his job and give him that five day cycle, keep his body on in mind on schedule. So yeah, I mean we we've kind of gone over both sides now. Um, who's who's your pick to go to World Series out of the NL? I'm gonna I'm gonna go Nationals. I'm gonna go Nationals after taking down the Goliath Dodgers. You know, no one expected them to win that series. Um, you know, not not to say that. The, it's a, it's a very evenly matched series, but I'm gonna lean Nationals slightly. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Nationals in six. Okay, I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Nationals too. Uh, I think preseason I had the Cardinals going I did to the too. World Series. Um, I had Astros and Cardinals. I, th- I think the NL the whole time, even when it was Dodgers Nationals Cardinals Braves, that the the matchups have been really really close. So it's gonna be hard to tell. Obviously, we just talked about that this game won. Um, it's not going to be everything, but it, but it can give someone a, a good little um, scale tipper for sure. You know, having guys, someone different like an Anibal Sanchez instead of a Strasburg Scherzer kind of. Uh, so that will kind of open my eyes a little bit as far as where the series will go. But I'm going to go Nationals. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ultimate Ewing fitter with, with this team. I mean, it's the team that, that lost Bryce Harper. They started off the season something like, 19 and 30 everyone no one really believed in them um they get into the wild card they win that game and, and the, on an air and right field on, in the on, eighth on inning air and right field <clears> they, had a, they had a rally back after scherzer gave up i think two runs in the first they rallied they rally back uh, against the dodgers uh like we always obviously already talked about so i think that they're they're running the wave right now they have the talent you already talked about kind of that that mix of young and old that i really like having Young guys that that are just like you know I think that their their energy is up and, uh, and with guys like Juan Soto and Victor Robles and, e- and even guys that are in their prime now like a Rendon they're still pretty young and and they're, they're and they really want to get over this hump it's the first time the Nationals have uh, moved on past past the first first series so I think they're in such a prove it mode right now that I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with them and say that they're gonna go to uh, the World Series so. Now let's uh, kind of move on to the American League. We we have the Nationals going to the World Series. Uh, now we got the the two heavy hitters, the the Yankees and the Astros. You got Aaron Judge versus freaking Jose Altuve, big man, little man. You got Jack and the Beanstalk versus Mini Me. I mean, what's going on here? <laughs> crazy. I, I love it though. That literally the, the the clash of the titans is guys like Stanton and and Judge and you know this powerhouse of Yankees and. The Astros are a powerhouse too in their own right, but just in such a different way. Uh, and and I, it's gonna be too. It, it's gonna be a heavyweight fight for sure. It's gonna be a heavyweight fight. I think, um, obviously the Yankees' mentality is crush the baseball. They're savages in the box, right? Aaron Boone talks about that a lot. Um, but on the Astros, they could beat you in a lot of different ways. And I think, I think the Astros, if you want to slug it out, they'll slug it out. If you want to play small ball. They'll play small ball. They're a lot more versatile, and I think in the ways they could beat you. I think the Yankees, I mean, top to bottom, they can leave the yard, any yard. It doesn't matter if it's the short porch and right at Yankee Stadium or if they're playing you know, in a pitcher-friendly ballpark. They made the eight Oracle, uh, Oracle Park in San Francisco look really small in that weekend series as well. So they can hit anywhere. So I think this series is really going to come down to the free pass war. And I think that both teams on the pitching side – especially bullpens, are going to have to keep the walks down, the free passes down, the airs down. Because any of these guys in both lineups can hit a solo home run at any time. And these guys can reload quick. I think if you keep free passes off, keep guys off the base paths as far as walks, airs, what have you, 
that's the team that's going to win this series because Stan Judge, if you have two runners on, you hang a curveball. It's a three-run lot. And Solo is easily, you know, crooked numbers are hard to to multi, you know, to to come back from. If you just give up one, a lot easier to come back from. So um, definitely, the rotation for the Astros is is definitely. Uh, the strongest in baseball, in my opinion, that big three of of, of Garrett Cole, Verlander, um, and Zach Greinke. Obviously, Greinke did not pitch well in the DS, but he's he's down um, probably a little bit. But he's probably gonna give a quality start here soon. Have you seen the uh, these these Zach Greinke interviews? I have not. So Greinke has social anxiety, and the reason that I bring it up is, you know, from someone that that that's in the media that does these interviews and things, I think. Um, Players avoiding the media is is a is a touchy subject, um, you know. And someone like we've seen in basketball, where Russell Westbrook will say no comment, no comment, and move on. I I, th- I think that's doing a, a disservice to to the media. I think it's doing a disservice um, to the whole league and as a player. But someone like Grinky, who does have social anxiety, who has who has um, spoken about this uh, in the past. Um, I think that that the league needs to look farther into that, and and maybe he hasn't brought anything up, maybe he hasn't said anything, but if he's not comfortable doing these interviews, I don't think that there should be anything against that. I think that that um, you know we just had World Mental Health Day just the other day, and sometimes you know, I completely understand the media doing their job and and they they ask him multiple questions until, um, the PR person says okay, well, uh, one last down here in the left, yada yada, so. I'm not faulting them because he, he's, he's up there uh, on the stage answering the questions. But I would hope that, that the league at least asks uh, someone like him or, or anybody else that, that has social anxiety or, or anything else that's um, trouble talk, like, talking like that if they would rather not talk to the media. I, and, and I'm someone, again, who, who has to speak to coaches and the players after games here and there. And I will completely understand that. So um, just want to get that out of the way. That it's something that, that I've been seeing. Um, some people um, have been kind of not taking sides, but but some of it's like, oh ha ha, like like look, uh, look at Grinky. Not making fun of him for not making fun of his social anxiety. They're kind of just just looking at the answers and having fun with it. Other people are starting to. I'm hearing the conversation of being a, a little bit of what I'm trying to. Um, get out right now that he doesn't need to be up there if he's not comfortable i i don't i don't want him up there if 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 it's his choice and he and he says that he's fine with it then fine but but if he has the opportunity to tell the league i'd much rather just focus on my team focus on pitching and you know um i can come to you and say hey i'm fine to talk today or hey i'm not then i hope that the league is talking to him that's the only thing i want to say real quick as far as the actual baseball side of it goes um I don't see him having two down starts in a row, no matter how good the Yankees are. Um, is, is he going to dominate and, and throw a perfect game? Probably not. But I, I just don't see him having two starts where he, he can't even go four innings again. So I, that, that'd, be, that'd be tough for me to see. Yeah, it'd be tough to see. I think, I think the key to him tonight is going to have to be the fastball placement. I think, obviously, the Yankees are probably going to be sitting off speed with him being a guy that's not overpowering, but he disguises his pitch as well. He's going to have to elevate the fastball and really get in on the hands of some of these guys because they have so much length in their swings. They're so big that they're going to be able to take those off-speed pitches and still drive the baseball. So I think everything's going to come off of his fastball placement tonight, and we'll see if he uh, gives the Astros a chance in Game 1. Yeah, it's going to be a fun weekend of um, both um, series. You know, obviously we have the 
National League starting tonight. We got American League tomorrow night and um, Granky on the mound in Houston. Um, obviously, the, the, those home fans are going to be rocking. They, they want to get to the World Series again. Um, that Yankees lineup, though, uh, I just uh, I think if, if they're going on, on all cylinders, you know, even there were times uh, last series, even against the Twins, where, where the Twins would take an early lead. Or um, and you'd be like, okay, maybe maybe the, the, the Twins are gonna finally get over this hump. Maybe it's gonna be a real series. Next thing you know, it's ten to four in the seventh inning, and that and that's the thing with that lineup. They can just in a flash they they put up a crooked number, like no other. I I don't care what uh, records the Twins broke with with home runs. It's it's the, it's a different deal, especially with with that franchise in the playoffs. They've been there. I like Aaron Boone a lot. I, I think he's the one that, that gets after it uh, with his lineup, with the way he uses his bullpen. He's not afraid to, hey, starter's not feeling it. I'll go, I'll go to my bullpen right now. And I, I don't even need, need to go to another starter. I'll, I'll hold them, and I'll trust my bullpen to go out and shut it down. And they have just power arms out of the bullpen. And so if anyone's going to shut down that, that Astros lineup a little bit or at least slow them down, the Yankees, I think it's the Yankees' bullpen who has a chance. The Yankees' starting pitching, to me, is still a little iffy. Uh, Severino could be the big difference there to me, though, because he's someone who missed pretty much the whole year. And uh, now that he's healthy, he's rocking. So I think he could be the difference maker, actually. Yeah, the the, the way that the New York is set up, on both sides of the ball, they're just going to out-physicality you. They're going to just going to use their physical talent and, and impose their will on you. Whether they're going to hit balls out of the ballpark or they're going to blow fastballs by you. The way that their lineup and their rotation is set up as far as the bullpen with having two and three former closers in there in those set roles. I mean, it's just tough to beat. They shorten the game down. Your starter only has to go four or five innings, and then you can go to that extremely strong bullpen and, and shorten the game down and put Chapman in and those guys to, to kind of close it down, Chad Green and, and a couple other guys as well. So um, I definitely think that Aaron Boone has done a great job, and I think he's got these guys hungry and ready to go. I think they've always had the talent, but I think now they kind of have that – that fighter mentality, and you can tell, you know, in some of the games that Boone's gotten into it with umpires and just the passion that he brings for the Yankees organization. I think that could what could be what takes them over the hump this year. I'm taking the uh, I'm taking the Yankees. Taking the Yankees, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I think so much of me wants to go Astros, and and it should go Astros with with that big three, and then I'm. Uh, you look at the Yankees lineup, and I want to just go. I don't see how they're actually going to slow that down, especially if they get to the Astros bullpen. But I am just gonna go Astros because I think that Garrett Cole's on one of those runs right now. That just he he's the guy that uh, that if he gets the ball t- uh, twice in this series or even maybe a third time somehow, if if they if they if they get to, if they get to a game seven and and they really need Cole, I think I can see him coming either starting getting out of the bullpen whatever. If he has the ball right now, I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna go with him. I I know I know it's a different series with it being a seven game series, but um. I'm I'm gonna roll with the Astros. I think it's gonna be a great series. I can I can easily see going seven games. It's it's two guys that are that are gonna be having lineups that'll be swinging for the fences. Pitchers that are gonna be trying to hit triple digits and go after you. And then you have Grinky who who who's also gonna throw an Ephus pitcher in there. It's gonna be Mister Cerebral on the mound. And that's what I really like about this series. Again, it's it's these guys that are just. I we've I think we've said heavy hitters, heavyweight fight multiple times now, and then you have a little wrinkles with a guy like a Zach Greinke with the Astros, with a Brett Gardner who also is now is 
the Yankees three hitter and, and, and seems like the guy that's just been kind of the guy that will claw and, and gnaw at you and is kind of the unconventional Yankee, but but also he can also hit twenty home runs and kind of run into a pitch here and there and then home and then he might wear a pitch and, and get after the umpire. So they they have these kind of uh very similar similar teams but but the little differences too that will make this uh, what could be an absolutely great series. I'm going to roll with the Astros. Uh, wouldn't be surprised either way. I hope it goes seven games, though. Um, from from a fan perspective, I really hope it goes seven games. Yeah, I do too. So I got Nats Astros. You got Nats Yankees. Either way, uh, definitely looking forward to both of these series and getting ready for some more October baseball. Yeah, it's going to be a great series this weekend on both sides. Uh, really looking like the World Series is going to be shaping up here soon. Baseball's wrapping up, so hopefully they save some of the best baseball for the last. So. Yeah, uh, we'll be back soon um, after this series. So, hey, stay washed. Stay washed. Woo!